What is up, players, skaters, and everyone else in the This is Track Talk. Yay! <laughs> Track Talk is an immersive primary roller derby based podcast where today we are going to be discussing WFTDA's recent webinar on the return to play and competitive, competitive system. Recently, I want to say a week or two ago, there was this town hall sort of webinar zoom meeting where if you're a league representative or lead administrator or whatever or any type of lead league member uh with to send out a little zoom link meeting that you would join and they were discussing lots of really important key components that a lot of skaters are looking at now that we're getting back into playing roller derby after a very long hiatus um and those three things were rankings sanctioning and a competitive system because as we know it's been what two years now i'd say since we've played like actual sanctioned like competitive derby bouts or i guess the wifta um rule set or wifta what am i trying yeah, to say the wifta organization the wifta the wifta how do you say it because this is this is another thing i'm sorry i'm getting off off topic but there's like Wufta. I know people go like the Wufta. Wufta the Wufta like people. Wufta. Wufta. Do you, do you, we say it like Wufta. that. Or you could go W F T D A. I think I say. I I do say J R D A because you cannot. You can't hold a gun to my head and make me say Jerda or whatever. Really? I can't do it. I'm sorry. It makes me Jerda. It does sound funny. Don't don't sound right to me. It doesn't. Um, anyways, back to what we were saying. Oh my goodness. Um, but they just basically talked about a lot of the important things that everybody's looking at because it's like, we're getting back to play. People are getting excited. I know that recently, um, Rose City just held their hometown throwdown. I'm pretty sure it's called a uh, tournament and it was a hit. Like I know I yeah, I watched it, dude. It, I there watched some a little big bit names there. Yes. It was so good. I watched a bit of it, and you could just see, like, with how many people were watching that it's like, this is, you know, it's getting back into it. So mm-hmm. that was a really important meeting to join. I was lucky enough that I had uh, nothing going on, so I <laughs> was able to join it. And they talked a lot. It was a lot of information. And Shelby and I talked briefly before we started recording, and I didn't want to I didn't want to say anything that was incorrect. I don't want to get it wrong because it's all new stuff, and, like, I'm – not even 100% sure on a right. lot of these changes. So we kind of just wanted to go overall about that. A lot of things are changing. And since and since we haven't had any, like, new sanctioned bouts since 2019 or early 2020, I guess you could say, um, the algorithm is kind of weird. Or there's no mm-hmm. algorithm, I guess, is yeah, what the it's... overall... It's hard to gauge who's good anymore because, yeah. you know, people are – teams are changing. A lot of people fell off uh, during COVID. Some mm-hmm. teams, they're excelling after COVID. It's just – it's iffy anymore, so it's hard to kind of figure who who is ranked high versus low and where, where people should be on that scale. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Um, and that, that was one of their things I remember they said. They said that um, by January – they want to have some sort of sanction bouts just so they can get at least some data in so they can kind of you know see who's who's where kind of get some algorithm going there um 
And then another thing they brought up was regions. And I know this is kind of how, kind of how the JRDA does it a little bit. Like we're split. So like for the juniors, we're split into like the Midwest region. And then there's like the Southwest, whatever, or, you know, all those different regions. And so um, the competitive system is kind of going to be based off of a regional system. And so basically I have notes written here from it. Um, (laughs) There's going to be regions all around the world and leagues will be assigned to a region to opt to play, or they can opt to play in a different region. And so if they want to play in a different region, um, they can opt to play in a geographically unrestricted region for global play in addition to their home region. So basically you play globally, like all over. You're not restricted to one area. So I think of like, People like Rose City, like they, they're very obviously a very highly competitive team, and they're not go- they're not gonna want to just play in one region. They're gonna want to play all over. Um, oh, and then they're gonna extend the competition cycle, so it'll have like an annual flow for an off season, and then it'll have flexibility with that cycle. And so, from what I got from it, and I know it's not gonna be. 100% clear and concise but like the competition cycle is going to run it'll be like a two-year cycle sort of thing so like the first year the cycle would be regional qualification play and then the second year is like the first half <laughs> but the first six months basically and then in that second year or that first half it'll be regional champs and so whatever region you're in, you'll go to a mm-hmm. little regional championship. And then if you do well enough, you can qualify for world champs. And that'll happen in the second half of the year. And then world, you know, world champs will go. I, I think that's super cool for um, yeah. short-term goals. So instead of just having this like one big, you know, world championship goal on your brain, you know, you can start off, I want to yeah. qualify for regionals. Like, let's get our team to qualify for regionals, and then we can look at the, you know, look at going mm-hmm. to the actual tournament tournaments. Um, and then you can go, you know, I want to mm-hmm. do well at regional championships, so we can go to Worlds. You know, like, it's just stuff like that, I think, is really, for I don't know, sure. I, I think it'll be I, I agree. When they were talking about it, I was like, this sounds much more feasible. Or, like, because when I, when, well, that's another thing, is, like, we're both just aged out junior skaters, and so... We don't have, I mean, being around, like, the WIFTA atmosphere, we know somewhat of how it worked and, like, the ranking system and whatnot and how you were, how the eligibility was for mm-hmm. going to champs. And it, it was really hard. Like, it's really hard to, it was really hard to go to champs because there's so many WIFTA teams and the rankings didn't really fluctuate that much, I'm pretty sure, is what I've kind of heard. Um, yeah. Is, so it's a lot more, like, feasible and I'm really it makes me really excited when they're when they were discussing like this new competition cycle I'm like oh my god like this gives me the chance to actually go to some sort of some sort of like regional championship because just before the just before I aged out or not just before I aged out after I aged out uh Jared EA sort of changed everything you know and they they'd started doing that playoffs mm-hmm. sort of model where you would do playoffs and then whoever did good at playoffs they would go to champs. They just recently did that like last summer or this last competition season. And that was right after I aged out and I'm like, "Man, that like that that was so cool. Like I wish I was able to take part in that. Like I was coaching, but 
I wish I was able to play in the mm-hmm. playoffs because the juniors that here in town, like they were able to go to playoffs and were able to be able to go to champs if they did well enough. And so it's like, man, now mm-hmm. I get the opportunity though with WIFTA. Like it makes right. me really excited. Right, right, right. I'm so excited for comp for competition. Like I I am I am literally like aching to like play in a <laughs> right? sanction to play in a sanction bout, which I never thought I'd say that because it's like Sanction bouts are so nerve wracking and it's like, uh, but then I'm like, if I, I could do anything right now to play in a sanction bout. No, I'm with you. I get it. It'll, I'm excited. This upcoming year is really going to be a turning point, uh, since COVID for you too. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm really, we talk about it a lot, but my home team, I'm really grateful that we, we kind of have already, we have sanctioned games set up, mm-hmm. um, as long as everything goes well, and like you said, they have the the kind of sanctioned beta in January or whatever, the early early yeah. months of next year, we'll be able to actually play sanctioned bouts, and we have them already scheduled. Um, so super stoked for that. That'll be super exciting. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, not I mean, not trying to be a boaster or whatever, but I think last episode I hinted at the fact I tried out for Team Kansas. And I did end mm-hmm. up making it, so I'll be playing BOTUS, which that'll be super awesome. I don't think they've had a BOTUS since, like, 2019. Like, I don't think they've had that tournament. Something like that, yeah. So that'll be super cool. A lot of big things coming up. It'll be let's awesome. Go. I know, let's go. 2023 <laughs> is Serial Killer's year. No, shut up. Not even. Um, it's just going to be just <laughs> just a good year for roller derby in general, I think, since COVID. I, yeah. I agree with that. Like, although, because I was talking, we had we had recruitment practice last night, and I was talking to one of our captains, and she was just saying like it's gonna be very, mm, how do I chaotic and hectic, but in like the best way possible, I guess, because things are happening actually. So like with the ranking system, for example, like it's just gonna be, we need people to play, get some numbers in there, let's just get this thing going. Like it's mm-hmm. not. It's definitely not going to be perfect because it's literally been two years since we've had like any actual competition, like cycles or seasons or whatever. So it's going to be a little hectic, but I'm okay with that. Like I'm not even, I'm not even worried about it being chaotic and like crazy because at least we're playing roller derby and it's, it's getting somewhat back to like what we were prior to covid right and i think that's some that's something to be super proud about too is like we're finally there like mm-hmm. i remember in like quarantine i was sitting at home and i'm like i'm never gonna be able to play roller derby again and, <laughs> and no we're we're here we did it the light is at the end of the tunnel <laughs> finally right? oh my goodness i think it's it's so weird just in general mm-hmm. aging up from being a junior skater, I was so familiar with all these leagues, like obsessively familiar, probably disgustingly <laughs> familiar with every league. I like know their background. I'm like in the drama, exactly. you know what I mean? Uh, and then I and then I age up, and I'm like, I don't know who any of mm-hmm. these people are, man. Like, I don't know if you're supposed to be good. I don't know if you have good players. Mm-hmm. And now because of COVID, leagues have changed so much. So any any idea that I have of these adult leagues, like who even right. knows? And and even my even my peers that have been playing roller derby against these leagues, they're like, I don't even know if they're good mm-hmm. anymore. I don't know if they're bad anymore. Like, who yeah, knows? you can't even say. It, it's you hard. You can't even say if. Yeah, you can't even. Yeah. 
like I I love to prepare myself for mm-hmm. about you know watch some film mm-hmm. or whatever. I I can't be watching this film from 2018 and expecting like, that you can't you can't, you don't know what to yeah, expect. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Because yeah, tonight I have a meeting. I said or we in private we discussed it, but um, I have a meeting tonight, and we're gonna discuss like our schedule and our competitive season. What do what do we want it to look like? Because No Coast Roller Derby is completely different than what it was in 2019. Like it's it's everybody's starting mm-hmm. fresh. And so it's really hard to be able to say, well, we want to play this person in 2023, but how closely matched are we to them? Like, is it going to be a a 400 different differential point score or is right. it going to be a 20 differential or is it going to be like a two point differential? Like, we don't we don't know how like close it's going to be, which it doesn't really matter as long as we're getting some sort of play in there. I think that's fine. I'm OK with that. But I just know a couple of um, skaters on our team are kind of worried about, like, who are we going to be playing? And, like, are they any good? Are they are they to our um, level? Level, yeah, that's the word. Because nobody really knows. And I think – but that's also kind of, like, beautiful in a way where it's, like, it's a fresh start completely. It's nice to just kind of start fresh. Yeah, I think so. So – Um, I know we kind of talked about how we think 2023 is going to be the year or whatever. And you know, it's crazy. I said that in 2020, (laughs) I was like, this is the year for roller derby. I'm not even joking. (laughs) Why do we even say that? We jinxed it. It's all over. Honestly, there's probably going to be a zombie apocalypse. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm kidding. But, um. So with that, there's going to be a lot more tournaments, a lot more events popping mm-hmm. up. And Emma and I would love to low-key go to those. And we yeah. we don't want to, like, say totally what our goals are because we're not sure if they're super achievable. But we would love to, like, meet up somewhere and be able to do live interviews yeah. and stuff and be able to, like, interview, you know, these roller derby stars in person Mm-hmm. Uh, and we kind of discussed how that's kind of difficult for us because we are pretty young um, yeah. and we would love to pop up possibly a little shop I don't know a little know. shoppy a little shoppy a little we shop. did a little bit of a little, a little <laughs> shop we did a little <laughs> teasing on our uh, Instagram it was very very small because I was <laughs> I I, po- I posted it and I was like I don't I really don't want to like they're really cool designs guys like they're really awesome but I just I didn't want to give away too much but basically Shelby and I would really like to right now it's looking like mostly stickers because Shelby and I both kind of come from a creative digital art background I guess you could say we have experience in doing that stuff and so that's kind of the easiest way to design our creative things um, ideas that we (laughs) ideas that pop into our brain and so but yeah we we wanted to be able to create something that's unique and looks cool and be able to sell it to the people that are interested and then using that money or using whatever funds we get from that going it would go towards um those events that we would want to go to and do those interviews at because 
we really are interested in getting more people on this podcast. It's it's a little hard with like time zones and whatnot, and so it being in person makes it a lot easier to the well, to do those live. Yes, 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 and and then it's also just Emma and I don't even live in the same state if you guys don't know right. that um right, yeah. we don't live near each other so it's kind of difficult for us to even just meet up and go to a game mm-hmm. where we live mm-hmm. you know we would mm-hmm. still have to travel three hours or something like that yeah. um so yeah we we're we're kind of being creative making some ideas up uh, mm-hmm. I don't know when we're gonna really post this stuff. We we are kind of going that, like Emma said, that sticker direction because that's yeah. super popular in roller derby. But I think other merchandise would be cool as well. Yeah, but, for sure. But, and it's it's something to start small though because yeah. this is something that we don't entirely exactly. know. Yeah, we're not do well totally or... sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's better start small rather than going all out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so. Maybe soon after this podcast, you Be- guys will see some see mm-hmm. some some images released of our sticker ideas yeah. and and stuff and and yeah, I don't know that could be cool. Be on the lookout. Yeah, be, be on, on the lookout. lookout. Make sure to go look at our Instagram at the Track Talk Podcast because generally that's where all yeah. of our stuff lands first. So mm-hmm. go check that out. So a while back. We asked you guys what kind of subjects you would like to hear us talk about on the podcast. And we're going to answer a few of those, or one or two of them, maybe not all of them. So, the first one that I have here is, what is your scariest time on the track? So I'm going to assume that this meant, like, what was your scariest experience or whatever um, that you've had. So, I don't know, do you have one off the top of your head? Um... There's been a, there's probably been a lot, but time blends into each, itself. Um, I'd say there's a few, and both of them in, include my friend. Uh, her name's Lori. Scare Bears, her derby name. Both times, it's been when I've like really injured her, and I've been scared <laughs> that she was mad at me. Oh, no. Um, she came. She's a jammer, and she came like wailing into the pack one time. And my, like, you know, mistakes happen. Um, my shoulder, like, hit her square in the throat. Oh, and, no. like, her head whipped back. And she, like, fell. And then we had a tournament, or not, like, a tournament. I don't know what it was. Like, a round robin in Colorado that weekend. And she couldn't go because the way that I hit her in the throat, she got a concussion from it. And she had, like, this huge oh, bruise in the middle of her throat. It looked like this big old hickey. And, like... Yeah, she got a concussion from it. And I I remember being really scared because, like, her reaction, rightfully so, like, rightfully so. She was like, what the fuck, Emma? Or something something like that. And I was like, oh, my God. I've never seen her that angry in my life. So I was, like, really scared that she was mad at me because it's a, it was an accident. And she knows that. But And there was another instance where that sort of, like, not that same injury happened, but it was the same person and kind of kind of like the same thing. And then... I feel like that's the only one. I can't really think of any others. I mean, recently, I was, like, in a wall with my friend Natalie, and we were blocking together. Or I was jamming. I don't even know. And I she fell, but my arm was, like, tucked nicely underneath her neck. 
So when she like fell backwards, she could have hit her head, but my hand, like my hand was placed right, right so, right so perfectly you know, underneath her neck, that's... and it like protected yeah, her yeah, from hitting the, hitting the ground on her her head on the ground again. I was like, let's go. She was like, that was nice. She was like, it was like a nice little pillow that was slid underneath Protect my the neck. Dome, man. I was like, you're Protect welcome. The dome. Yeah, but those are, I mean, those are scary, but nothing like horror story level i guess you would say what about you oh i'm terrible i feel like i have like the most random things so i think my first big thing was i had like injured myself which was kind of spooky um so all that really happened was i somebody came up behind me and pretty much just like fell on my leg and it didn't feel good and i was jamming actually and I stood up, and I wasn't really jamming at all at that time. Like, I'm, I was kind of new to jamming. Yeah. I, like, stood up. I, like, looked at my bench coach, and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, girl, I don't know if I'm okay. And she was like, well, you're, like, lead jam. she's like, girl, you're lead jammer. Like, call off the jam or something. <laughs> so I, call- I called it off. But, yeah, so that was kind of sk- weird. I-, I mean, I stood right up, so it's not like they called the jam off for me or anything. Yeah. But that was really weird. Uh, when I first started playing roller derby... I, one of my best friends, oh my gosh, we could, we block together so well. Her name is, uh, Hannah or Bashing Baby Doll. Yeah. She was, <laughs> I don't even know what happened. She's kind of crazy. She somehow fell, like, right in front of me, and I tripped over, like, her entire head. Oh. And she was, like, totally, she was so okay, but she took her mouth guard out, and her entire tooth just, like, came out. No way. <laughs> No way. So I like kicked, I like kicked her head into the ground on accident, and <laughs> she like lost her whole tooth. Holy! I don't know. That was that was weird. <laughs> and then um, another time, th- this wasn't bad either, but I was just like practicing, and I was skating backwards, and I was trying to lay out some like lethal backwards skating hits, you know. Mm. And I was like with with a gal at my on my team and i just decked her in the face oh my god like so hard like it was pretty not good and she had like a big bruise and there was like a huge cut on her face it was eek yikes yeah it was weird i'm trying to think i i know that i've i'm not totally like an aggressive person like i don't get like in fights or whatever or like verbal issues but one time when i was at champs this like skater was like pretty much not boxing my friend but they were like going at it back and forth oh dang and uh she was like talking smack a little so there's literally like a clip of me like throwing my arms up at her like I was about to like beef <laughs> with her it was just so <laughs> I I really was I probably wouldn't have I'm like not I'm not like that at all I normally don't even like talk to anybody yeah. when I'm playing you know what I mean yeah. But she was like really saying some rude stuff and I was like, dude, like I what's going on here? Yeah. You guys are not you're not doing good. Like are you mad about it? I don't know. Yeah. It was so funny. We that should, was funny though. We should talk about that though. Like I I think me and you are kind of one in the same when it comes to like playing. I don't really talk to any and it's not like anything against them. It's not like it's not like, "Oh, you're my opponent. I literally can't speak to you." It's not that mindset. Yeah. It's genuinely just like I'm in my I'm in my zone and I just I don't I don't talk to anybody besides my own teammates. And sometimes I don't even like I mean I talk to my own teammates, but it's for the most part I'm like in my own zone. But it's no, not where, I'm with you. Yeah, it's not where I'm like like on my own completely, but that's another thing I've noticed is like when I was on um 
the junior the junior team is like our last tournament my last tournament that I played there was this this moment between one of my teammates and then another skater on another team and they like were like bickering back and forth and I was like like watching that and like as a captain I obviously like had to step in I was like well I didn't talk to that teammate from the other team I talked to my own teammate I was like pushing them away I was like nope like we're let's come on like stop we're not doing this like I don't yeah I hate I hate can I just be honest I don't like I hate (laughs) that stuff when like people get into arguments like I understand like you you have a love for the game and like you get really like wow like let's go pumped up about it but like those are those are that's another human being and like you just need to yeah, like let's let's I like no, shoot them I'm away. I'm, I shoot them away. I'm like no, like let's go, let's go, like, let's go have happy happy fun time. Like I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. But I just that's an, like one thing that I wanted to bring up is just like people need to chill out. Basically, I don't know. I I I noticed that a lot. There like there's a lot of teams that just get really and a lot of those skaters that just get like really fired up, and they like verbally talk back and forth to other teams and they're just being rude and it's just like it's not cool i don't think that stuff's cool at all i love it i love it when somebody's like talking to really me. do you do you even say anything though do you <laughs> i get no no but i'm like man i'm all up in your yeah head. like that i got you i got you so worked up that you're talking yeah about yeah it. that's a good point you look like the well you you are the bigger person for just not saying anything anyways no i i mean like yeah i i don't i don't totally like I don't normally say anything for example I was like trying out for team Kansas or whatever mm-hmm. and I had some other teammates that were trying out and you know I'm new to this I recently aged up uh to the adult league so they aren't totally familiar with like how I act yeah. in like a very serious situation and I'm like it's it's warm-up time we're just kind of self-warming up and I had two of my teammates at separate times come up to me and they're like are you okay like what's going on I'm like no I'm having the best day of my life I don't know what you mean <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I'm hanging just out. Zone. And they're like, well, you just, yeah, they're like, you just look a little like, and I'm like, no, I'm just getting ready, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting all, I'm getting all yeah. pumped up. No, but yeah, when stuff happens like that, like I had a, a skater one time, I was blocking them and they were like, get off of me <laughs> or something like that. And I can't help. I, I get so petty. I just have to smile yeah. at them. I mean, yeah, it's not wrong to do that i guess i yeah that's pretty pretty toxic of me (laughs) i actually have another i have a really i have another subject so i do you get like i don't even know the word for it like mm, not territorial but like protector instinct over like teammates for skaters so yeah, like one literally the last game I played in, one of my jammers, my teammate, fell down pretty good and she was pretty she was pretty wiped, like she was pretty tired. Mm-hmm. And the skater that hit her down like stood facing like she was like if she was skating backwards, she was like standing over yeah. her, like over mm-hmm. her head. Which is like okay, you know, whatever, you can do that. You can kind of make sure they don't have space when they stand up thing, but she was like pretty on top of her and it was pretty annoying to me and I just couldn't help myself but like actually like I had anger go through me a little and I laid her out Mm -hmm. pretty good (laughs) that's like when I actually get angry is like when I'm like not territorial but like protective of my teammates like if 
it's like protective or protector mm-hmm. instinct or something like for my jammers like if my jammer falls down and you're like you, you hit them like if it was like a cheap shot or yeah. something like i'm about to cheap shot i'm about to cheap shot mm-hmm. you back because you did yeah. that like you made me a little angry a little in my head sure. so yeah i just i do that all the time um I think a good example, I don't know if you did this, was Chevy. Yeah. So we used to play, Emma and I did play in the same league at one point, and we had a skater, Chevy, Killer Auto, who also played on our league, and she was, she's pretty, she was, she, I don't know how old she was she exactly. Was tiny, but she was tiny, She was the tiniest, like the length of my leg type mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and she would jam, and she was actually, she was pretty killer, she would do good but you know sometimes she would get cheap shots or couldn't get through and then it's like i have to get you through like don't touch her yeah type thing i think like when you when you create a bond with like those people you get you get protective instincts like they're your own family or like your siblings or whatnot so like on my team there's this um younger skater her name's hyper speed she's a great little jammer and whenever we play like those bigger teams they would always just like mm-hmm. annihilate her just because she's smaller and younger and whatever um and you know like get those cheap shots and just get like wailed on and there was one time where like she never usually cries like i've never really seen her cry she's always happy and like giggling mm-hmm. and smiling she's great um and then one time like she got I don't know, she got hit really hard, and she started crying, and I remember, like, everybody just was, like, got up and was, like, heck no, like, this is not happening right now, like, you are not, <laughs> you are not about to make hyper speed or little angel cry, like, this is, and yeah, you get sort of, like, oh my god, like, I'm gonna, I want to beat you up right now, but I'm not going to, like, I, I don't think I, <laughs> I want to beat I, like, you I up. I get that feeling of, like, I want to beat you up, but I'm never actually gonna go through with it. I usually just, if that situation occurs where, like, like I said earlier, between, like, a teammate of mine and another skater on another team, and they start bickering back and forth, I'm usually the one that, like, grabs my teammate, and I'm like, come on, like, let's go, let's go right. to the bench and let's cool off. I'm definitely, like, I think, yeah, (laughs) I think that I have a pretty cool exterior. Like, I keep myself looking pretty neutral. I don't know the best word for it. But, oh, like, uh, this is probably one of my bad things, like, my flaws. Like, if if I was in an interview right now for a roller derby team and they were like, what are your flaws? This would probably be, like, one of mine. (laughs) Is I get really bad at, like, hunting people down. Like, if somebody, mm-hmm. if somebody, like, hits me, like, gives me a cheap shot, I, like, have to hunt you down and have to, like, sit you on the floor. And that's, like, terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, like, so bad. Like, I think, actually, one of my last hits uh, as a junior was, like, a revenge hit. <laughs> oh, God. And it's so bad. It's so bad no. that I do that. But sometimes I get, like, mad a little But I don't make it, like, obvious. Yeah. I'm not, like, really hunting you down. It'll be just, like, the next jam, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's probably like my biggest flaw, my biggest roller derby flaw. Hey, it's okay. We all have them. We. All, I'm trying to think of. This is not me saying I'm perfect. I just can't think. Wow, of Emma, right you're so perfect. No, 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 no. I'm. Oh, I'm really. This is. I could see people saying this right away. I'm really like bad at 
we'll just, you know what, let's talk about it. Let's talk about our flaws, all right? <laughs> this is the best way to self-critique. Um, I'm really, like, I get down on myself, like, really oh, easily. Yeah. Like, I'll be like, literally, I'll be at junior's practice, and um, one of the coaches will be like, Emma, get in there. Like, you can get in with the kids on this. And, like, I haven't fully practiced, like, been to a practice since, like, an actual, like, hard practice since, like, this last summer. And so I haven't had a lot of – I mean, I practice, but, like, not – you know when you're, like, conditioned Mm -hmm. during the competitive season at your prime? Mm -hmm. that It hasn't been like that in a while. And so, like, I'll be at juniors practice, and I'll do, like, one step wrong – and I'm like, oh my god, I suck. I'm a terrible literary player. <laughs> it's all I'm over. My career's over. I'm quitting. Yeah. I'm retiring right now. Like Dang literally. It. Like I'm I'm so like I've gotten better at it where I'm just like, no, it's just because or there's not even a reason. It's like we make mistakes. Like it's not it's not like you're a terrible roller derby player. Yeah. It's just I think there's it's just, there's good and bad with that. I think there are people in any sport that don't self-analyze themselves and I don't think you are going to be at your best ability if you can't look at yourself and be like this is something that I need to get better at uh do I think that it needs to be to a point where like every single thing that you accidentally goof up is bad no because we're we're really not perfect and even the best players out there exactly uh they mess up and they make oopsie doopsies and it's it's all good Mm -hmm. uh I think one of my biggest things is, like, during a game, I'll mess something up. And you always dread, like, after the game, I could do, like, 300 cool things. But I'm always going to think about that one time that I messed up. And I think I've gotten better at that because I'll just think to myself, you know, it's just something I'm going to work on next practice. It's all going to be good. I'll fix Mm -hmm. it next game. I'm not going to do that thing. And Exactly. um, I just think there's always things that we can work on. Even the best players can be better. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, it's all right to. I think yeah, to fix you make things. a you make a good point that it's like not a bad thing. It's good to be it's good to be humble and it's good to be able to see that you have like flaws. Mm-hmm. And then, I actually this kind of plays into a thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, I was listening to the Off Skates podcast, mm-hmm. which Shelby Shelby put me on. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's with the um, couple arch rival all-stars and then uh, St. Louis gatekeeper. Uh, Basically, they talked about a little bit of like the competitiveness of roller derby and how it can really take a toll on like your your mentality as a player. And so with that being like one of my flaws of being like, I'm always hard on myself. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have one person telling me that like, hey, that was good. Because, like, constant, like, mm-hmm. like at a, you get to this level, so, like, and I'm not saying that because I've been skating for almost 10 years or whatever, or been playing roller derby for 10 years, that I'm at this level where I'm right. super good and whatnot. No, obviously, I'm not. Like, I, like Shelby said, is, like, we're not perfect. Like, we make mistakes. Even the players that have been playing super long or, like, at that super high level, they make mistakes. And so, something they brought up in that podcast was, like, when you get to this higher level of derby you're not constantly hearing those like reassuring comments of like oh good job or oh that was a really nice hit or whatever those like positive comments and you're not even hearing those negative ones either like like I don't I don't hear from other people like oh that was terrible Emma or Mm -hmm. you you suck like no nobody's saying that you just don't hear anything 
And so in my brain, that tells me that I'm doing bad. But that's not what it means. So, like, they talked mm-hmm. about how, like, we really need to just give, like, comments and just be like, oh, that was really good. Not constantly, but give it to those people mm-hmm. that you know struggle more with, like, that positive mindset of themselves like i know a lot of skaters that struggle with that where they're like constantly at practice you'll just hear them be like oh i suck like i'm terrible and they'll be like the best skaters you've ever seen in your life you're like you're not terrible like why can't you just see that you're super good and so i think uh one thing that goes off of that and i i don't know i just feel like i for a while I've been on a team where maybe I am one of the better skaters. I don't want to just say that I'm like the better skater, but maybe I'm at, you know, the top of the prospects. I don't know. And they'll be like, you're so good. Like, you're so awesome. You're like the playmaker. You're cool. I'm like, yeah, that's okay. Whatever. I never feel like I'm like a good roller derby player. And that sounds terrible, but it's like, because I don't want to be the best roller derby player on my team. And I don't want to be the best roller derby player in my region. And I don't want to be like the best, just the junior player. You know, I don't want to be the best junior player mm-hmm. that came out of the chick whips or <laughs> whatever. And I don't want to be the best WFTDA player or the best mm-hmm. whatever. I just want to be like the best roller derby player. Um, and I think I said that to one of my teammates one time and she was like, yeah, that's a little, I think you're a little fucked up in the head there. <laughs> that, that sounds like that needs a little work. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, I don't want to just be... I don't want to be an all like a good player on a bad team. And that I'm not saying my team's bad, but I don't want to be the star. Like I would so much rather be like the background character on a good team. Yeah. Like cuz I, I don't know. I don't know if any of this is really making sense. No, it makes it makes sense. You don't want I have such high goals for myself, you know. No, that's not a bad thing either. Like we we want to hold ourselves to like some sort of value, but you also want to keep improving yourself cuz if you just say like oh, I want to be the best player on the Capital City Crushers. Like, that's not holding yourself to, like, your true potential. Like, you could obviously be... Yeah. You you want to set at least some a higher goal than that. And so I don't think that's, like, a bad thing. I say the same thing. Like, I don't want to be the best... I don't want to be the best in my community or my, like, sphere. I want to be the most versatile role to be player i don't want i don't necessarily say i want to be the best but i want to be like the most so i want to be the most versatile i want to be to my best ability i want to know the most i want i think i think this was like this was really okay this kind of goes into our my next question that i'm going to ask it says people that really inspire you okay and it says while playing but i'm just gonna leave it at people that inspire you Mm -hmm. i think back to what my choir director, okay, I was in choir in high school, and he said this a lot. He said, I'm expecting you guys to be perfect, but I know that that's not achievable. Yeah. Because if you if you expect something achievable, like, you have to keep making goals. Like, he's always expecting you to be, try to be perfect, even if you can't achieve perfection. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, like, I use that a lot in my head. I'm like, I want to be perfect, even if it's not right now. Okay, yeah. Or it's hardly achievable because people can't be perfect. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> we're people. Like we're like we were saying earlier, you're going to mess up. The all-star team, the all-star players, they're going to mess up. Exactly, There's yeah. going to be mistakes made even if you're even if you're like top 100 roller derby players in the world. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to make mistakes. So nobody can be perfect, but to think like I want to try to be perfect, 
I think is a good like it's a good goal or like it's it's just a good standard to set for yourself like it's it's not it's not like you're gonna reach it because again yeah but you know that you know that you know it's hard to be perfect like it's impossible to be perfect but I want to try yeah exactly I think that was a good one do you have any like inspirational people Mm. in your life in my life (laughs) I guess it doesn't have to be in your life it can just be anybody that's inspired you it's gonna be so cheesy oh my goodness but it's all right mine's gonna be cheesy my next one is (laughs) probably my parents i don't know they're yeah i was gonna say my dad yeah Yeah, my parents i think we 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 talked about possibly bringing this up about like how are your parents support or we did we talk about this in our first episode where it was like are you i think a little bit yeah are your parents supportive and like my parents are like the most supportive people in my roller derby career like they single-handedly have like pushed me to really achieve my goals like they're just like yeah go for it like and not only that they're like (laughs) they're like my biggest fans but they also know that like I have flaws so like my dad will point out like they they keep me they keep me humble you know and not to say that (laughs) not to say that I would be the type to like boast about like oh I'm so good I'm so good like that's just not me like I I just I think that's I think that's gross and no offense if you hold yourself to that (laughs) if you hold yourself to that to be like well I'm so good like I'm 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 really good and I can't get any better from here like no that's you need like no offense but you should probably get rid of that mindset um but no they're like they're super they're super supportive and i mean they just just them being there and just like being there to cheer me on is enough motivation it's not anything like super cheesy where like my dad's like yeah reach for the stars kid (laughs) no that's it i think going off of that that whole like being kind of humble thing Mm -hmm. i i think what you were kind of talking about was cockiness yeah and and there's there's a difference. I think some people mistakenly think that being cocky is being confident, and it is, mm-hmm. um, but in kind of an unhealthy way. And I always use this word, and I think it's like cheesy AF, and it's dumb, but I always use the word like swagger. swagger. Like I think that it's different when you got like some fu- some like Elma said some fucking swagger. <laughs> to you. No, but like you know when you're like you hold yourself and you're like yeah I'm 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 I know that I can do this thing. But you're humble about it. Like I'm it. confident. Yeah, like I'm confident, but I'm not telling you about it. Right. Like I just have some swagger to me. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm cool about it, and I think that that's super important. Being like confident but not cocky. Yeah. I, I'm with you though. I hate I hate when players are cocky. Mm. If you're one of these, if you're one of these, actually, this is a little pet peeve of mine. Yeah. I'm sorry if you're one of these players, Emma, or if anybody no. else is or whatever. Uh, I hate when skaters, jammers hold up their points. <laughs> no. That, yeah, I can't do that. It's that that's like one of those things that's like I know I got three. It's like did you? <laughs> did you? I don't think that's you got my. Good... I don't think you got my point. That's a good little sound bite. Did you? Um, leave leave it to the refs. Yeah, leave it to the refs. Yeah, that's a it's a valid pet peeve. I don't know. It's I feel like that's <laughs> that's per- I don't I personally don't do that because one I don't really <laughs> to be fair I don't really know for sure but. <laughs> you're not holding your fingers up no. counting. I probably like hold them behind my back maybe be like oh, one two three four no. but <laughs> no I, I agree like there and I think one of my coaches for my junior derby career when she started like coming up as a coach she was kind of like teaching me because she noticed she was like 
when we would drive to Topeka practices, she'd be like, you're so hard on yourself. Like you'll, you'll constantly be like, oh, I did this one, like my foot will move in the wrong direction on accident. (laughs) And she's like, you'll be like, that's the downfall of your entire career when that's not the case. And so she like, we're only going down from here. Right. So she started like telling me, she's like, you just have to like, like, obviously be humble about it. Don't be cocky and being like, well, I'm the best there ever was. Like, that's not true, obviously. But still be humble about it. Be like, yes, like, be like, I'm a good player, but I still have faults and I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, right. it's not a bad thing to be confident and like, but also humble in the, in the best way possible. So as you said, like, I think my parents are one of my biggest, biggest inspirations, especially my dad. He always has something kind of inspirational to say. Mm -hmm. And he always says like two things and they're, I don't know, they're kind of cheesy and weird, but he'll always be like, like, you know, are you tired? (laughs) How are you feeling? Are you tired? And I'll be like, oh, you know, whatever. It's a game. He'll be like, well, you could be tired later. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. He would always say that to me. He'd be like, you could be tired later. You got all night to be tired. We can go to the hotel room. You can sleep all night. But right now, you can't be tired, and you got to try your hardest. Yeah. And then another thing he said, he said this actually at the last game, which I think is really funny. He, like, looked at me, and he's like, Shelby? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you got some pretty broad shoulders. <laughs> if you have to carry this team on top of them, <laughs> you should. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. Because it was kind of a – it was a – it was like a close game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was like, if you have to carry him. Carry him. And then like another, <laughs> and then another thing he says a lot is, um, you feel good? I'll be like, yeah. He'll be like, you looking good. <laughs> <laughs> he like always says that. He has like catchphrases, I swear. That's funny. That's <laughs> but they're like funny. He always says those things. And, That's so You know, good. whatever. Those are mine. Nice. That was really something I wanted to talk about, though, because in the derby world, I think a lot of people either struggle with, like, having a healthy mindset about themselves or they just they just have a really unhealthy mindset about themselves, you know, and it's something that needs to be yeah. talked about more. And I will say, again, um, please listen to that off skates. I'm not trying to, like, uh, no, I'm going to re-say that. Again, I will not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> it's not sponsored, okay. but just again. But it could be. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe collab <laughs> collaboration. Collaboration. <laughs> but I was yeah, just gonna say that like if you are interested in listening to more roller derby podcasts, that's another one. Off skates podcast with um the Arch Rival All Stars, a couple of them, a couple of skaters from there, and then the uh St. Louis Gatekeepers. It's a really good podcast. They um, awesome. One that I really, awesome really, really recommend that we talked about a little bit briefly that kind of inspired Shelby and I's conversation is their episode about tryouts. I highly recommend mm-hmm. listening to it. Super good stuff. But for the most part, super cool people, super cool people, too. Um, for the most part, I think that's all that Shelby and I had planned. Um, a nice little solo yeah. episode. Hopefully next time we have a guest. Hey, we have one. We have one in the works. We're just gotta we gotta find a time. Yes, yes. They are if we wanna tease them a little bit, they are a Canadian oh my skater. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Canada. That's all you're getting. Oh Canada. <laughs> oh god. Here we go. Oh gosh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're tired. Maybe that <laughs> we should stop talking. It's time to go to bed. We're rambling too much now. It's time to go to sleep. Okay. 
Well, thank you guys so much yes. for listening to us. Thank you again. <laughs> thank you so much. Appreciate the support. It was a blast. Right. Have a good rest of your day, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>